Hey everybody, what's going on? It is Lee Kwai Lao here with the, the LFAM Streamers Podcast, and we are coming to you live right now with an amazing individual, and his story is absolutely wonderful. Um, it teaches you to believe in yourself, and what we have here today is a special guest, Mike Beast Boy Davis. He's an MMA fighter, somebody who has really worked hard, and we're going to talk a little bit about his branding and his content that he puts out there and dealing with this pandemic, you know, as a MMA fighter in the UFC scene and going through the trials and tribulations of everything from training and, and just getting back on track. Uh, without further ado, Mike Davis, welcome. Hey, what's up? How is everything? How's it going? And I heard you suffered a mild injury recently with training. No, I've suffered many, many injuries. This year has been um, definitely one to remember, but I'm happy that it is coming to an end with our final month. Perfect. Uh, uh, so tell me a little bit. Your story, I, I know some of it, and, but I want to share it with the world because I think it's important as a, as a fighter and upcoming fighters to know that, you know what, there's – been a lot of fighters that have been there a lot of fighters that have struggled in, in the past to get where they need to be um tell me how you got into MM, mma was it was it just by mistake was it something of spark of interest or was it kind of like somebody had a change of plans for you um i would say it was kind of not forced on to me but a it was something that i had to do to overcome an obstacle that i was dealing with as a kid where I was very small. Um, I was in ninth grade. I was ahead of my class. I was very smart. So in ninth grade, I was maybe like five feet tall. And I got picked on a lot by the, the 12th graders, 11th graders. They're way bigger than me, six feet, six foot two, all the big jocks. So I figured I need to figure out how to defend myself. And um, the only place that was around was Custom Models Boxing Gym, which is the home of Mike Tyson and uh, Kevin Rooney and custom auto himself of course at my time um custom auto wasn't around anymore so it was kevin rooney who was mike tyson's secondary coach now i rode a bicycle over to that gym told him that i'm getting picked on at school uh kevin rooney that i'm gonna pick on at school and that um, i don't know what to do and I'm, I'm getting really depressed i'm getting uh some weird anxious tics and all kinds of stuff and he welcomed me into the gym uh, free of charge. He'll teach me how to box wow. as self-defense, not to uh, attack them back, but just to have me go there and say, hey, I know how to box or I box here and there. I box like Mike Tyson, leave me alone and maybe get some respect, which was good. So I did that. That's, that's amazing. I yeah. mean, just just to know that, you know, again, he, he knew where you were coming from right off the bat. Yeah. And uh, to, to offer that hands amazing. It was very, I, I felt humbled and honored, but, um, I mean, 10th grade came along. I was still getting bullied around. So I wanted to join a sport at the school, something that would show me as an athlete in my school. Cause you know, how athletes always get treated better for some weird reason. It's just like the come up, it's that come up. <laughs> they get away with a couple yeah. things. <laughs> so I joined the wrestling team and I started wrestling in 10th grade. And then over the summer, 10th to 11th grade, I got massive. I grew to like five, six or five, seven. And I was 
30 pounds heavier coming into 11th grade. Uh, knew how to box, knew how to wrestle. I was just done. Everyone left me alone. So then um, now it's the end of the school year. Uh, it's 12th grade. I'm 16. And um, my mother told me that her friends, her coworkers were doing something called MMA, which is boxing and wrestling at the same time. That's just how she explained it to me. And I was like, all right, let me try that out. So I went there. It wasn't really a gym. It was just some like poles in the ground with rope tied around them to look like a ring and some, car- some cardboard on the floor where we could prevent from hitting the concrete ground. And we watch YouTube videos of people doing like arm bars and triangles and we would try them out on each other, um, learn them real quick. And then we'd go live and just wrestle with each other. And it was amazing. It was so much fun to me. And they said, you're really good. So we're going to try and get you a fight. And they, when they did, it was um, for a title of some kid that looked like me, wrestled like me, boxed like me. It's the only kid they could find that would fight me. And I fought and I won by a decision. Very hard. It was the hardest fight ever, but I won by decision in that. After I won that fight, it kept me uh, into the MMA scene. Um, it gave me a feeling that I never felt before of accomplishment. But the one thing that made me stick to MMA was the fact that a bunch of my friends from high school were doing, um, I think it's called salvia or something like that. It was the synthetic marijuana. And they were drinking. And again, we're 16 years old. But... Um, when they asked me to come over, I told them I couldn't because I was going to train with those guys. And when I went to go train, they ended up doing these, these drugs and drinking. They got to the point where, um, their common sense was taken away from them and they started going out and robbing people. Oh no. Yeah. So they ended up getting caught at a hotel, robbing some guy at gunpoint, tying him to a chair. And I know yeah, you're their best friends, right? So if you were hanging out with them, they'd be like, hey, let's go do some, some something. So I'll either be driving the car. Um, I'll be inside with them. I would have been maybe uh, under the influence as well. So I would have joined in something somewhere, even if I was just in the car. And I would, they got right. eight. They all got eight years in jail. Holy cow. So yeah. literally saved my that life. That night changed your life. It saved, MMA saved my life. Yep. Wow. Guys, if you're just joining in, we're, t- we're here with Mike Beast Boy Davis. Uh, you know, he's a USC fighter. He's going, going through a lot with, you know, you, these fighters go through injuries, but it's their stories from when they first started. Um, it's so quick, it could be taken away. And that's just a prime example of what could have happened. Uh, but it, it worked out differently in this case. And, um, for you young listeners out there or, or for the moms and dads out there that may have a troubled teen or something, um, listen, sometimes an environment such as an MMA gym or yeah, even just anywhere, wrestling, whatever, some type of activity, it might just start to change the way they think. It might just open up something that says, you know what, I'm going to go do, I'm going to go here today instead of hanging out with these guys. Um, this perfect example of it could save a life. Eight years, you, it, it'd be too late. It'd be too late by eight years. You'd, you'd be, all that time you would have missed. Um, after you, you basically made it through your amateurs and you got into the next part of your pro career, what would you say the next big step that really changed your life as a fighter? What was that next big thing? 
All right. Um, that that kind of switched, that kept me into MMA like a pro that maybe want to continue the career or are you asking based like, on? Um, like once you were done and you were like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my amateurs. What was that one thing that opened up your pro debut? What What was that one thing that gave you that shot? Um, as an amateur, I didn't even want to fight and I just kept doing it because I was good. And I figured if you're good at something, do it. Right. And it was a sport I was good at. So I won a bunch of titles as an amateur, five titles at 155. And, um, I moved down to Florida and I was talking to one of my coaches and they said, you're good enough to go pro. I mean, I put you with pro fighters all the time and you demolish them. So we're going to look for a pro fight for you and you're going to make your debut. And when I did, uh, nobody would fight me at 155 or just anywhere from literally the whole east side of the United States. Would you say because it, they, they were looking at your track record? Pretty much. And it, so they were trying to find basically an easy way to kind of build up their resume because yeah, fighters have resumes. Yeah, boxers do it a lot too. They're, just, and, they're like feeder fights where you yeah. fight someone who's one in four and this just using you to get to a 10 and 0 record so you start getting paid more or something like that. Right. Wow. That yeah. I, I got to say that that had to be frustrating. Oh, because just thinking about that, it's got me like it gives me chills. It makes me say, "Wait a minute here!" Like, I I just want my opportunity. Yeah. Why Why are you taking it from me? Why yep. are you stalling it for me? I don't have that time. I put all this blood, sweat, and tears. I have cuts and bruises that have healed. I want my time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And uh, wow. And okay. I, I've well, dealt with that. Um, even in my pro career and my amateur career it happened. And then, like I said, when, when I started pro, the person they found was a kid from actually Florida, down South Florida, a four time state champ wrestler, um, Richie Den, Richard Dens, something like that. And he was the number one fighter all around. Like he was just the 145 and I made my debut. I did miss weight at 145 by like 0.9 pounds my first time trying to attempt it. And I looked terrible. My eye, my eyes were sunken in and it was, it was a bad, but, um, I took that fight and I won, I uh, finished him in the third round and right there, right at when I finished him, I was like, I'm really good at this. So I decided to take it as far as I could go. Then whole new confidence builder right there. Yeah. You know, and, uh, um, when, when you, once you made your debut, you knew, okay, I, I, I got this pro, underneath under under my card i got it i'm going for my next one were you already then pretty much set on i'm gonna get in the ufc i'm gonna do it this time by this date and on your way to achieve that was there anything that kind of stood in your way if it was injury was it the fighting thing again was it was it anything like that that kind of slowed it down for you because people need to know as fighters it's not always easy yeah, it's not for some fighters. I mean, it goes smooth, but I'm definitely not one of those people. Uh, I didn't have anything given to me, and when I was training, getting ready for my fights, um, they would be looking a- around, and I couldn't find anybody for a whole year, um, just as now. So, in the meantime, while I was waiting for someone to accept an MMA fight, I turned to professional boxing, where I'm now three and zero as a professional boxer as well. Wow. So obviously, obviously train in Mike Tyson's gym. You're <laughs> surrounded by boxers. Yeah. Okay. So 
let's just think about this. You could throw hands. I'm going to assume it off the bat. You're, you, there's no question about it. You could throw hands. So let's back up. You got wrestling under your belt. You got Mike Tyson gym under your belt. So you, you got to have some nice peekaboo attack movement, yep. right? Because that's what Tyson was famous for. I still and that inside uppercut, the you know that nice hook body shot. I mean, let's face it, um, straight just nasty when it comes to that type of combination. And then you take it to another level, and you learn the all around game of mixed martial arts, Correct. which I think is just deadly when you put it all together as a fighter. It's just you know, and I, I gotta admit, when people see that track record, even even for me, if I just talking with you. I see that and I think, damn, this is an all-around fighter. This isn't just a wrestler. This isn't somebody who's just a, a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. This isn't just somebody that might have thrown a little hands, but he's not really good with his hands. This is somebody that's actually an all-around fighter. My game isn't there as a striker. My game isn't there as a wrestler. And so they start questioning their abilities, and all of a sudden they're backing out of fights. Yeah. I, I totally see that. Um, when I, I remember something about you that I was reading, you end up fighting in, is it the Roy Jones? Yeah. Something? Is that like... It's this promotion, um, Brian, it's called Island Fights. Okay. And those fight cards are also looked at at other big main... Yeah, that's a regional regional promotion. Oh, okay. Okay, perfect. So fighters that are trying to get to that next level, you want to do stuff like that to get... 100%. Otherwise, you're not I, get seen. I think that's your only way to get into the UFC is if you're fighting on little cards that are like statewide or so, you're not going to go anywhere. You have to fight people that are coming from out of country, like anywhere, like uh, this regional scene from across the United States. They're all flying in to fight on this promotion because this promotion already signs a deal with like the UFC Fight Pass, where um, at the UFC you can all stream and watch it at home, uh, stuff like that where you're fighting top tier competition. Okay. Yeah. Um, like the U the UFC was it fight car ticket or fight ticket or something. Yeah. I, I, okay. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause I, 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 I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. It's obvious. Right. Um, uh, once you did that and you went in there, how many fights did you end up having to do in the Island fights, uh, before you actually stepped up and you ended up doing a spot on the contender or the something. Contender, didn't you? Yeah. Yes. So when I signed with Island Fights or Roy Jones Jr.'s promotion, I went th- uh, three fights with them. And then the UFC called me and told me they want me to fight for the Contender Series. And I took that fight on the Contender Series against Sadiq Yusuf, who is probably, honestly, in my opinion, he'll probably win the 145 title. Um, wow. In-, in the UFC. He's currently undefeated in the UFC. So he's doing very well. And. For me to have gone the distance with him, no, he didn't stop me. I didn't stop him. It was a war back and forth, equally skilled people. Um, that shows me a lot of confidence in where I am. Um, right. I mean, but you got to figure that's another level. That is. That is top tier level. Wow. And when I ended, I did lose that fight on the Contender Series, and I went back to Island Fights because... Um, even though they did talk about how they wanted to sign both of us, you can't be signed to the UFC off a loss. It just not, it's not going to happen. So I went back to Island Fights and I took a 155 title fight against Elvin Brito, where I won that, that regional scene 155 belt for Island Fights. Yep. And then I fought um, Mexico's national 
Muay Thai champ, and I beat him as well. And then they they called me to fight Gilbert Burns on a four day notice. Burns. Yeah, Gilbert Burns. Yeah. Wait, wait. He's like grappler. Like big, he's a serious big, grappler. Big time grappler. Like guys, if you don't know who Burns, is, hold on, back up for a minute. This dude is. I'm talking world class top jujitsu. Right. This dude's pretty good. Wow. And how how long did you, you four days notice and you step yeah. in with this? Guy? So I, I was working at Tire Kingdom and I was just signing uh, one of the papers and my manager called. And I was like, oh, it's my manager. Let me let me step out real quick <laughs> and answer this. So he a- asked me and he, um, he's like, hey, Mike, uh, I know this is this is kind of quick notice, but UFC is offering you a contract. Um, not only will you get a four or five contract, but you'll get in this weekend to fight um, for the UFC. And it's not an easy fight. It's against Gilbert Burns. Nobody's willing to fight this guy, but I, wow. I know that you will. And I was like, yeah, you know, I will. He's like, yes, it's, let's see what you can do. And then we signed that contract. And I immediately that day, I, I left down to Fort Lauderdale. I was living in Orlando at the time. Holy cow. Did you have to go up in weight or did you have to cut weight? Uh, I did have to cut weight. I walk around like 162 at the time. And this was right. a 155 fight. So you had to cut a little bit. Just a little um, bit. Four days notice with a world-class grappler. And um, he, he is not a 155-er <laughs> at all. I don't know no. how, how he made that weight. He's, he's, he, he's, probably, he's probably real weight 20 pounds heavier. No, he's real weight probably like 200. Oh, two, my 205. God. Yeah. Holy he, cow, guy. He fights at 170 now. He can't even go oh, out on 55. Oh. Yeah, he, he can't even make 55 anymore. Okay, so yeah, this is a way heavy. This is like... um. If you're going back to your schoolyard days, this was one of the big bully, bullies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and for the record, I fight at 145. That's wow. Yeah, I fight 145, and this is 170. It, so, so just imagine if you could get your fights at 145, the domination that um, you would— I'm so much bigger than everyone at 145. That's—oh, man. I, I, I kind of wish fighters would just step up, you know, like—, like it's okay. It's okay to lose. It's okay to get better. I just, I, I I'm kind of, you know, the feeder fights. You know, in I, the, I see in that the a lot. UFC that doesn't happen. You just fight. They yeah. Don't, you don't really have a choice. But you're, you. That's once you're signed contract. Yeah. Like go time. Yep. Yep. Oh wow. Uh, just out of curiosity, with that gentleman, how long did you end up lasting in there with them? Because most people aren't going to last thirty seconds. At the right. end, the last like fifty seconds of round two. Two rounds. Yeah. First Almost round. Three round. First round was very, very back and forth, very close. Um, Man. Sec- second round, they came out with a game plan was to not take punishment anymore because I, I rocked him in the first round and they didn't want my striking. So the second round, he comes out. I think we exchange once and then he gets me on the floor and it's, it was a pain to get him off that whole round. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, I've seen some of your ground game. You got some serious stamina. Um, no doubt about it. You can roll with the best of them. That's what's surprising. You're, you're now, really good at what you do. You're, you really are good. Now, um, back then, I, I don't think I was anywhere near as good as I am now. Wow. I would love to see. I mean, if we could play back, take back time and kind of switch it right now. That'd be, you know, it'd be, be a different story. Um, so when you, your next fight, your next fight was with who at that point? Is this the one you're that you're going into the contender? Is this the one that you're going into you're you're fighting for a spot. Well, what was for what was the next one after that? Gilbert after Gilbert. Yeah, 
I was I have a four fight contract with the UFC. So, okay, my, so my next fight was against Thomas Gifford in the UFC. And I remember you knocked him yeah. out. Okay. I, yeah, dem- I remember demolished that. that fight. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was hard to watch. I mean, he was a he he he, he didn't not want to give up, hands out. He he was a true he, pure heart. Yeah. But um man, your hands were on point that that fight. That was um, also a four day notice. <laughs> yeah. That was also a four day Dana, notice. Fight. Hey Dana White, if you're listening, I'm gonna tag you in this post. Dana White, can this guy get like just I, like two weeks to train? I, I like I like the short notice fights because that gives them no time to look at my footage and be right. like, oh, oh, he's this kind of fighter. They're just like, Oh, okay, Mike Davis, let's go, let's do it. And they don't have no idea what I'm capable of. So you prefer. So I, I prefer. are you just are you just you know, 100% all year round, I'm just, Boom, I'm preparing right. all the time. All year round, I'm pretty much ready. Wow. I mean, not, uh, th- not this year. This is a bad year, but. <laughs> 2020 has been tough. I mean, the Dana White's new facility fight was a fight island, fight island yeah, right? Yeah. I saw the plans for this thing. Holy cow. Like, this thing is going to be beautiful. Oh, um, they're, they're running. It. it, it but I guess he's gonna build, isn't he? Aren't they supposed to build some type of stadium or? They something? have they have everything set up. It since, is since since um, July they've been doing fights there. Oh wow! Yeah, I, thought, in, I, in I didn't know Dhabi. it was like fully constructed. I just figured they were running like somewhere near it, but it's fully operational. Yeah, they've been they've been there many 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 times already. Wow. Okay, so that's that's incredible. Uh, so I I assume going in twenty twenty. 2021, mm-hmm. we're going to see more of you. I'm going to try and get in there as many times as I can. Man, you know, I can't wait to see you fight again because I one thing I love about your fights is you're a striker, but you're you, you have heart and you got good, good, good ground game. I mean, I, I thought you had good ground game before, but you've been training out of a camp down in Miami, right? Yeah, uh, Coconut Creek, American top team. Right. And uh, some of the fighters you've been training with uh is one of them brock is it brock weaver um jorge masvidal dustin poirier Hanato moicano um marlon morales Every, Man. Literally, literally all the top ufc fighters they're all in Dude, top that five. is awesome so that's like the best environment to go go training yeah you know because I mean, you don't want easy people you want you you want you want you want a challenge that's why I feel like whenever I, I'm going to my next fight in the UFC, they're already in the top five, top ten of the UFC in my division, some of them, 155. So if I'm fighting someone that's like ranked 70, is a nobody to a top five guy. Right. So I already feel like I can I can beat anyone going all the way up to the top. Wow. I'm already I, I I'm already wait. fighting with the top people. So I already know what it's excited. like. You know, I, I, if you had a fight right now, I'd, I'd go. <laughs> I got to see this new version of Beast Boy Davis because I'm telling you right now, um, he he's an animal. If you guys don't know who he is, tell them where they could check you out, check out your workouts. Because obviously with the pandemic, you probably had to change some things up. Yeah. You know, gyms were closed. You probably had to do your own personal workouts. Um, how are you getting by with your workouts now? And where can they find you if they want to follow you? And Oh, yeah. So with 2020, um, back in March, everything closed down. They, the whole world shut down. So I was doing a lot of my stuff at home, 
I was doing bike rides because I'm able to stay away from people, go for like 30 mile bike rides. Um, I do a lot of my stuff uh, at my gym at my apartment complex now. Ever since I moved here in June, they have their own gym where I mean, it's not really closing uh, as long as people wear masks and do the right procedures and stay six feet apart. Um, that's all gone now. So now I can just work out as much as I want there. And I've been lifting, uh, doing cardio, staying in shape, getting ready for my next event. And I do post a lot of my workouts on my Instagram, which is Mike Davis MMA. Um, I have a Twitter. I don't really use it, but it's Mike Davis MMA as well. Uh, those are the only two things I'm really on. And if you wanted to talk to me, I do respond to everybody. So if you have questions about my workouts or if you want some help with nutrition and stuff like that, I do respond to nearly everybody. Awesome. You heard it, guys. Check it out. Check him out on Instagram. If you haven't found him, I highly recommend you check it out. You could probably see some of the highlights from some of the knockouts and fights that you had previously. And rolling into 2021, I'm, you're going to see more of Mike Davis. I can't wait to see this new mold that you've created. I was I given wait. a date for January 23rd. So Ooh, now yeah. we will just see how that plays out. Wait a minute. Isn't Connor fighting yeah. January too? Wait, January twenty third. Is, is that the same card? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Oh my and, god! And it'll be in Abu Dhabi. They're going back. Oh, dude. Okay, now I'm fired up. <laughs> I'm fired up. I'm about to go hit this punching bag behind me. Get fired up. I'm gonna call you up when I'm ready to test my game, uh, and you're gonna teach me some things, right? Well, let's do it. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Mike, I appreciate you coming in today, showing the love. Guys, if you again catch him on his Instagram, message him if you have any questions. He's a real deal. He's he's amazing. Dana White loves this guy. Loves him. He calls him an animal. And and there's so much more to come. Um he's his workouts are intense. If you haven't seen how physical fit, how physically fit you are, you make me jealous. All right, you make me jealous. Walking around like a Roman statue. Um, but he's, he's a real deal. And, um, Mike, I appreciate you coming in today and showing the love to the community. Uh, the L fam podcast, streamer podcast. Oh yeah. You guys could check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on iTunes. Um, we're, we're on all the pack podcast channels and, um, man, I, I just, I thank you for everything that you've done to just take the time to be with us. It's been a pleasure, honest. This is definitely one of the more funner, more fun interviews that I've ever been on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I appreciate it. So much love. Send my love to all the MMA fighters. Our prayers and best wishes with you. More importantly, I hope, you know, God keeps you safe. God keeps you blessed where you don't have any injuries going into this new new year. Yeah. And um have an amazing, you know, rest of the day. Awesome. And Thanksgiving right. for everybody who's out there celebrating Thanksgiving. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you too. Take care. Take care.